31, the lost episode of the Dusty Bender Podcast. I'm your host, Chance Watson. With me, as always, the other host, Taylor Wells. Wells, welcome back for episode 31, take two. 31 version two. That's what we're on, because yeah. we delete episodes. <laughs> you know, I'm surprised it didn't happen earlier. That is true. Uh, for those who are really confused, uh, we actually fil- uh, we actually taped episode 31 last Sunday, planning on going on our uh, standard week, go back to every week. But uh, yours truly deleted his end of the podcast on accident, so uh, it would just be Wells talking and then long pauses. Well, I mean, maybe that's what the people want. <laughs> Good. <laughs> just throw it out there, do a little test. Oh, God. Yeah, See it if happens. you talking to yourself is really going to pay off. I think, I think people would be... I think that would be our lowest listener base yet. <laughs> There's a very good chance of that. It's possible. Aye, What's going aye, on, man? Aye. Oh, you know, I'm uh, actually testing out Yahoo Fantasy Hockey drafting right now. That's right. So yeah. um, I know we mentioned it a little bit earlier, probably, what, two, three episodes ago, where we kind of hinted that we would set up a Dusty Bender Fantasy League? That is correct. So this would this would be a part from the current the one that we're currently in. But uh, so solely for people who are listening to the DB pod, um, I, I understand there might be a lot of overlap between the two, but yes. we've actually got some other listeners out there that I'm sure would like to, to like to join in with us. So we're, we're kind of experimenting right now with, uh, you say Yahoo? Yahoo, um, ESPN just hasn't done anything that impresses me. Um, that's what our other league is in. Um, yeah, I just, it's... It's sad how much effort and time they put into that ESPN app. Um, they just don't care about hockey. So, testing we, out Yahoo. We st- we'll see. I was going to say, we stick with them because that app isn't bad. The app is good. Yep. The app is good, but, like, if you go onto the actual website and even just kind of how they structure it, I don't know. I just, it's just not, fan. how do I put this? Yahoo puts, like, an emphasis on it, whereas... ESPN fantasy hockey is just another one of their fantasy things. True. In fact, it's it's probably plays like fifth fiddle to baseball, football. You know. Yeah, I would say I would say if you're being realistic about it, they probably put about as much work into the hockey version as they do into the NASCAR one. That makes sense. So, it's good for them. I mean, to them know? just to them just as many people watch. Yeah. Both well, cuz they so. don't yeah. Yeah, they don't they don't follow that crap. ESPN sucks. Yeah. I was listening. I was reading a tweet about that because somebody was talking shit about uh, Greg Wyshynski, mm-hmm. the ESPN NHL guy. I, I could because he's freaking garbage. You read anything yeah. he writes, he's fucking trash. Honestly, he kind of is not. I Ugh, I even follow he's their so bad dude. Bo- I follow both podcasts, and he is just so annoying. And I feel like he brings politics into shit, which is so annoying, especially when you're trying to talk about hockey. Yeah, and. Not to mention, because I think it was in the context of when Pierre Maguire got demoted. He was talking like, because apparently Greg Wyshynski does not like Pierre, uh, uh, mostly like everybody. But then somebody was like, dude, you have no room to talk. You work for ESPN, the sports company that does the least amount of <laughs> hockey coverage possible. Oh, God. Yeah. I, which is ugh. which is undeniably true. So. So the, I mean, the thing for me, I just looked at ESPN's like top 300 fantasy hockey rankings that yeah. he puts out. Um, yeah. 
They're fucking garbage. I mean, I, I can't bring up any specific examples, but it was just, like, reading through it, I, I got to, like, 100, I think it was, and I was like, there's guys in here in the top 100 that probably shouldn't even be in the 200, and you're missing guys that should be in the top freaking 10. I'm like, you're a fucking idiot. So no, that's kind of uh, how it's going right and now. And I know he does a um, podcast and shit, so I, I'm never allowed on his podcast, I'm sure. But Oh, he does two of them. I don't care. He sucks, dude. I don't care. He doesn't do it. I just feel he's like he doesn't worst. even play hockey. Like, he just, like, there one day they're like, yeah, you're going to cover hockey. And he's like, all right. Uh, yeah, maybe I could, yeah, I could do that. Mm-hmm. I can learn it. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I'll watch a game or two. It's fucking dumb. He uh, sucks, anyway. dude. We can get into fantasy when we start doing. Uh, so, uh, because last in the last episode we did the uh, we did the uh, Metropolitan Division, but since that is lost, we're going to redo the Metropolitan Division today and do the Atlantic. So we've got a lot to cover in a little bit of time. So we are going to skip our normal NHL Seattle news, considering there's also not that much out there anyway. True. Um, and we're going to skip right into news, and we're just kind of kind of hit on a few bullet points. So uh, right now, uh, as preseason starts to kick up we've got um some rfa signings uh one of the big dominoes that fell was mitch marner mm-hmm. uh he signed with toronto for what was it's it like six ten, and ten yeah, it's like 10.8 or something like that six and 10.8 which i think the money was never the money was always i think an agreement i think from from all of the discussions and everything darren dredger reporting on behalf of mitch marner's dad um I think that it was more of the term. Mitch kind of, I, I hear it in one tweet, I even read that he wanted like three years. Yeah. Because I think Mitch saw the writing on the wall that like Toronto's window is now. And in, you know, whatever they want, because Toronto wanted to lock him up for like 10. And I think he knew that, you know, after the next three, four years, Toronto's window is going to be gone. Yeah. So I think he was trying to hedge his bets. Uh, six is... Six is fine because even if that window is there and he requests a trade in like two, three years, I think, you know, 10.8 with three years left on the contract, you know, maybe somebody that might, that contract might be movable if Marner's still good. Yeah. It's, they're going to have to move one of the big three, right? And I think. Well, there's no way they're going to keep him forever. Look at Pittsburgh. Yeah. So they're going to have to have someone gone. Uh, you know, relatively quickly. And I think, you know, I think you'll see, you'll see the pressure on Babcock to really push these next couple of years. Um, I know he's kind of on the hot seat, you know, and I think, I think the next, like, I I mean, three is an arbitrary number, but I think, you know, the next three years don't really go as according to plan. Um, You know, I think we're going to see one of those big three guys move just because they got to have some money for D and shit like that. So, Right. Um, yeah, good for him though. You know, this is, it's just, I, I, I heard in another podcast that, you know, trying to, trying to basically fight with the other players on the team for contracts, right? So comparing yeah. yourself to Austin Matthews, um, or, or John Tavares, you know, that's, that's obviously a recipe for disaster. Um, sure. but you know, I think. It just they needed to get him signed no matter what or you know really move him along and i i just i know there's teams that just didn't want to pay for him you know they didn't they didn't want to pay the kind of contract that you know he probably gave toronto more of a homeboy a hometown 
deal, you know, and I oh, think... Oh, because any, he could argue to any other team that he's worth Mitch Marner money. Like, technically, he is making less than Mitch Marner. It's not by much, but he's right. making less than than uh, Matthews. Right. So, you know, how do you... Yeah, Matthews got a five-year, $11.6 million deal, so Marner's at a 10.86 six-year deal. So, similar contracts, but one extra year and you know, roughly a million dollars less. Right. Yeah, yeah, I think it's a good contract. I think, you know, we'll see. It's, we'll it's see roughly, yeah, it's, rough, it's roughly the same as his, except Matthews has got one less year than Marner. So, I mean, you could argue that they're roughly the same. Right. Yep. No, it's, it's good. I'm glad he got signed. Um, you know, a lot of, uh, we had, you know, we still have some restricted free agents that need to get signed, uh, but that was a we big do. one. We that do. was kind of the the one that was hanging around everybody's head. You know what's going to happen? This kind of shit. Um, yeah, and I think that's going to be that's going to be the big domino that'll start knocking them all over because these RFA's. I mean, you know, a lot of them. There's just I don't know a lot of them that aren't going to sit out. I mean, Braden, so Braden Point he still hasn't signed. Um, I actually did see something from Pierre LeBron saying that they're. I mean. Points not even remotely; they're very far away from each other. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, <laughs> I mean, would it suck to lose him? Yeah, but I think Tampa is one of those teams that could probably lose him and still be totally fine. Right. So it's not. I mean, would he be helpful on a run? Sure, but if they lose him, they've got guys that they can bring up to fill that role. Yeah, I think um, I think the problem they're having with Point is he was a relatively later draft pick. I think I think he was like, I, think, I mean, still like third or fourth, I think. But um, and so it's hard for teams to give those guys that kind of money on just a couple years. And so mm-hmm. I guarantee you that's where it's at. You know, is Tampa's like, hey, you know, take a take a slight cut so we can win a cup and figure out exactly what you are. And Point's like, dude, you know, I'm seeing these guys take ten point eight and Marner and. Um, you know, I'm not quite there probably, but, you know, an eight or nine million, I, I'm sure is what he's looking for, um, sure. you know, sure. and the team's probably down towards around, you know, fuck, I, I would hate to say it and nothing against Tampa. I think every team pushing would want to do it, but I'll bet they're five or six, maybe, you know, most likely. Yeah, I'll bet I they're in that, that range. So, Yep. Um, Miko Rantanen, see, then, now this is a situation where if they don't get this figured, see, point, you know, give or take with Tampa, they'll obviously get a little worse, but they'll still survive, whereas if uh, Rantanen doesn't sign with Colorado, I mean, uh, now, is he got not gonna, no, he's obviously pushing for a payout, uh, he'll eventually sign there, I think everybody knows it, but, um, yeah. Yeah, that's a that's, a, one. that's I mean, a big one. I think even bigger than that one, um, I think both Brock Besser and Kachuk are almost mm-hmm. bigger to their teams. But Rantanen's right yeah. there with those two guys. I mean, the, you know, Colorado needs them to, you know, some of these young D are going to be, you know, young, right? And they need some goal scoring up front. So they'll get him signed. I'm not really worried about him. Um McKinnon, Landeskog, and Rantanen. I mean, like yep. if you get rid of Rantanen, that team, yeah. that team goes back a few paces for sure. Well, Kadri might put up another goal or something, <laughs> <laughs> or fucking end somebody's career. Well, yeah, totally. you know, whichever comes well, first. 
tomato, tomato, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's good. Same thing. Yeah. Um, Patrick Line, that's another big one. Uh, he, he, this one I'm not so sure about because I think, I think he is. Uh, the team might actually play hardball with this guy because he did not have the biggest season last year. I know, especially because we were talking about fantasy earlier. Line A is probably the most like debated, hot like top fifty player that's available right now. Mm-hmm. Arguably, you know, because there's just so many people that are like, you know, the potential's there. He's shown it, and then other people are like, he doesn't like Winnipeg. He's not the player that everybody thought he was. I, he's the most. I think, I mean, honestly, I think they're going to have to, there's going to be some sort of deal struck where he's going to have to shave his stupid fucking neck beard, so. Mm. That's in his contract? I think so, yeah. That's going <laughs> to, that's going to be, that's, that's the only movement point. They've got term, they've got term and uh, amount already set, but their ownership is demanding the neck beard be shaved, and he just won't budge. Oh, that's great. That's fucking great. Um... <laughs> Yeah, that's awesome. I, you know, it's got to be written up in the in the contract because, yeah, things gotta go. <laughs> it's fucking just, just <sighs> awful. Um, no, but line A is. I mean, he's gonna. He's. I mean, it's even hard for me to say because he's not. I want to say he's vital to that team, but that being said, he really underperformed last year, and Winnipeg, you know, they did okay. You know, first round exit, but to the you know to the eventual Stanley Cup champions. So yeah, um, he's gonna have to pick it up. I think I wouldn't be surprised if I see a very short term decent deal here, so Line can prove to them that he's worth the amount of money because I'm sure he's pushing for he's pushing for money that he should have deserved in his first year, but with with all of his experience now, I think the team is kind of pushing like, "Hey, man, you're not, you're not the elite player that you think you are." Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He just, I'd be interested to see them kind of split that top line out a little bit. Uh huh. Um, you know, I, I'd be curious. They've just kind of had him on an island, in my opinion. Yeah. I don't think Ehlers is that great. Um, you know, Statsny mm-hmm. was there, but that's more of a second line role player. Um, real quick, Pierre Luc Dubois, or do I go with do I go with a, be a homer and get Getzloff? Pierre Luc Dubois, he's gonna be first line center. All right, um, he's gonna be first line center for that Blue Jackets. They team. got him predicted for seventy points. I can't really, I can't really go against that. Okay. Well, because I mean, I agree with that only because there's no other option. Yeah. No, that's that's my yeah. I, I mean, he's still got Atkinson. That's the thing, and and Jones and Renaranski are still there. Um, There's pieces, but that team. I mean, they're, they're all they're all moving into a new role, and there's no. I mean, you know, they can't play, they can't play second line minutes anymore. Oh, geez, I only got four bench players. Why didn't people tell me that? These fuckers in the chat. Fucking get some bench players. Fucking assholes. Um, let's let's hit a couple more of these real quick. Okay. Um, Charlie McAvoy actually did sign today. Um, I think it's like a three and four. He three year and he yeah exactly. It's like thirteen something for three years. Um, something like that. Just so, a classic term, bridge I don't, deal. Yeah, just classic. That's what, that's what I would say. Yeah, we'll we'll see how it goes. Um, McAvoy seems like he's happy there, despite an old tweet. 
um, that he says he hates the Boston Bruins. Uh, oh, jeez. I didn't hear about that. Oh, you didn't see that? It's like his biggest thing. Like, he's with the team, but everybody, every time that he comes up, they he they show the tweet where he says, I fucking hate the Bruins or something like that. <laughs> Good, bro. <laughs> 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 uh, get out of here with that shit. Uh-huh. So, uh, McAvoy signed uh, Matthew Kachuk. Did he sign? I don't think... I think he still needs a contract. I think he needs a contract, too. Sure. Um, that's that's going to be... I, I, I'm looking at kind of... This is like a Miko Rantanen situation where he's just holding out for money. Uh, this will get done. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not overly really worried done. about They'll it. They'll figure it out. No, I'm not worried about it. They'll, they'll get it done. Um, Brock Besser. This is another one. This is similar to the point situation where I've heard that they're just on different ends of the spectrum right now. Mm-hmm. Um, which, again, I, I mean, so I'm I'm seeing little bits of point here, and I'm seeing little bits of, um, uh, line A here in the sense that, you know, the guy had a great first season, but now that Elias Pettersson's on the team, Besser's no longer like the number one, you're our only hope kind of thing. Like now he's gonna be, he's gonna be the Jonathan Taze to the Patrick Kane. Yeah, and and Taze just doesn't ironically yes patrick Kane and jonathan taze make exactly the amount of mo- same amount of money but that being said uh if a team has anything to if they can do anything about it i don't it, well these guys don't have cups so i think they're gonna you know t- the taze of that duo is not going to get paid as much and i think besser's trying to argue that he deserves just as much as Pedersen probably and that's probably not going to happen yeah it's not um yeah, I, I, the only thing with this one though is Pedersen is a pass first guy. I mean, he can he can fucking fire it, but yep. he's a pass first guy, and Besser is a you know he's a he's a good goal scorer. So um, sure. you know, I this is one that I think they still need to get done, and I think Vancouver needs to really look inward and basically decide, hey, you know, or yeah, look, it needs to get done, and if Vancouver needs to give you know, their second best player on the team, right? If we want to go that far. Um, if, they, yeah. if they want to give their second best player on the team what he deserves, you know, then then they need to do it, right? Arguably, arguably he could be third when Hughes comes in. Uh, Quinn Hughes is good, uh, but that's the thing with, with young guys is you really just never know, you know? So Right. So, but that's another that's another point that Vancouver might be making is like you are you are our second best player, arguably third when Hughes comes on the team, right. you know. Yeah, so. I mean, but you still you third. still pay your third best player, you know, eight nine million, which I think is what Besser sure. wants. Um, sure. You know, I think I think they're thinking we're gonna have to pay Pedersen a fucking king's ransom here in in another couple years. Um, you know, let's save as much money as possible. And you've had some injury issues, right? So this is his, this is his second year. He's he's on an entry level contract, so he's got entry level contracts only go two years, right? Three, um, yeah, three. Oh, okay, three. so he's got this year and one more. Yeah. Okay. So, but they'll start talking to him next year. Sure. You know, um, and he's he's one of those guys. I think if he puts up any kind of a point per game like he did this year or this past year, um, this year he's 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 going to be looking you know, towards that Mitch Marner contract, I think, easily. So, yep. 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 I agree. Cool. All right. Um, last last RFA, I'm not going to hit on the whole list. We'll, we'll do one more because um, this is a biggie to me. Uh, Kyle Connor 
with Winnipeg. Um, I'm gonna. It might be because I hate Patrick Laine's neck beard and his face, but uh, I'm gonna say this is more important. It's more important to get Kyle Connor signed because this guy is a rock. He is consistent. He is. I mean, this guy. He is a solid all-around player that you can stick on anyone's line, and he's gonna do okay, or he's just gonna be reliable. And I think I think he's. I think he's got. If he's holding out for more money, I think he's got kind of a more of a point than. I, I guess what I'm trying to say is I think if lose if you had to pick one, I honestly would take Kyle Connor over Patrick Line because of the consistency and the reliability. Yeah, and I think the other side of that is Kyle Connor is a left wing, natural left wing, whereas yep. you know Wheeler's going to stick around for a little bit longer. Right? Yeah, he's got a couple years. So Line, you know, they kind of have a little bit of a log jam with Line, um, and I think Kyle Connor's gonna. I think you know he's probably pushing for less than less than Line a anyways. So you might as well. Oh yeah. Shore him up. Oh yeah. I mean, he still had sixty six points last year. A lot of that. A lot of that. And this is you and I are very different on on this guy actually. Um, where I I think you know he is a good player. Um, he's he's a he's a good guy to watch. You know, he creates and stuff like that. Um, but, you know, he's playing with one of the best passers in the league, right? Wheeler is so underrated. He's a great player. Shifley is a great, sure. you know, two-way centerman. Um, and that's not to take anything away from Connor. I think he still they still need to pay him. And I agree. I, just from what I've seen in the, you know, the two years that these guys have been around, um, mm-hmm. I'm with you. I think they pay Kyle Connor before line A, um, you know, and really look at, Look at that. So, yeah, I, they get him signed, damn it. Get him signed, and then what's, whatever's left, give it to Line A. Yeah, <laughs> two million. Well, yeah, so this exactly. thing says sixteen million in cap, right? And I think okay, they could so... have, they could afford to use or they could afford to pay a a defenseman, you know, three two three million to kind of shore that up a little bit. I know they just paid sure. Morrissey. Uh, sure. So I think realistically, you're looking at. Probably closer to twelve million between the two, and that's where the that's where it's tricky. Yeah, yeah that's that's tough. That's where it's you've tricky. Got eight, I mean, yeah, you can't do six and six, so you've got you got to have somebody take a cut. Yep. So I mean, Connor, I mean, five million's not out of the question. He's he. I would say he's four or five million dollar guy. Yeah, I would. I would and agree. And then whatever is left, and then so that's probably not the problem. The problem is that you've got Lion A, who's probably thinking he's a nine, yep. nine to eight guy yeah well and think think about it like this what if you split those two you say connor you get six dude you've been killing it hey line a we need to fucking see you do something um, you get put them both on a bridge a deal yeah put them both on a bridge deal see what happens you know there you go um that's that's what i would be looking at but obviously you gotta and i, I just i don't see kyle connor as having you know, the character issues, I guess you could say the line A does. Um, no, he's more so, reliable. I, yeah. I mean, I could see Connor becoming like a, you know, a franchise player in the, in the sense that he's not, not like he's going to be your top point guy every year, but he could be, you know, he's, he's that solid, reliable guy that's on your team every year. Yeah. And that's the thing is back to back 30 goal seasons, you know, or um, yeah, 34 last year. Yeah, thirty four and thirty two. That's not bad. That's man. nice, and that's what they were looking for Line A to do. Um, you know, different different situations, like I was saying earlier. Um, sure. But yeah, they got to get this. They got to figure out a way to get both of those guys signed. Whether it's, I think, I think both of them get bridge deals. Um, mm. You know, I don't, 
I, I think especially Line gets a bridge deal. Agreed. Um, but cool. And then everybody else on this list is kind of worthless. Yep, pretty much. I, I mean, Travis Konecki and Provorov, Fiala. Uh, Provorov got signed, and I think Fiala got signed too. He did. So he did. Carlo's on there too, but yeah. who gives a fuck? Yeah. Carlo. Um, all right, so let's move on from that real quick. Um, shout out to uh, we j- they wrapped. So as preseason kicks off today, uh, go Vegas Golden Knights. They whooped up on the Coyotes today. Spanked them. Two. Yep. Six to two. So good for them. It looked like uh, they had they had some of their starters in. Uh, Riley Smith, Marcheseau, Pacioretty, uh, a couple a couple guys that were there. But uh, Pacioretty put up a hat trick and seven shots on goal. So. It- showed that i don't know we'll see how that goes i think vegas is tweaking with their roster right now to see who what you know honestly honestly the two guys that are looking at roster spots that are developing are either white cloud or glass so mm-hmm. um we'll see if either one of them pan out on us but i'm not i'm not sure i think they've got a solid lineup as it is yeah no they had vegas had some of their heavy hitters in whereas i think i think really the only noticeable name people would recognize um on the Coyotes for forwards was Schmaltz. Um, And I think, you know, Ekman Larson was out. I know Jacob Chikrin was in, um, you know, and they played their third string goalie, but Aiden Hill's still good. So that's not a, that's not an excuse for them. Um, I I think, I think Vegas had PKC or uh, Malcolm. Malcolm. Yeah. So Vegas, Vegas looked good. I mean, they had some guys that looked like they'd been playing all summer. You know, I think Pacioretty looked like he'd been playing all summer. So um, in the beauty league, maybe. Yep. Um, um, okay, so we've got, I mean, so preseason starts uh, the day that we're going to drop this on uh, on Monday, yes. uh, September 16th. So uh, lots of games to check up on. Uh, make sure that you go on to Reddit and steal all of those games because you can't get them anywhere else because the NHL TV deal is fucking dumb. Are we making a full push so, for people to do illegal things? Yeah, I think I just all did. Right. Um, you know what? What are they going to do? <laughs> fucking maybe it'll make them do something. Fuckers. Maybe, yeah. Maybe they'll. Ch- I, I would knowing them, they probably don't even know. They're like, "What? Somebody's been stealing our games. How do they do this? Uh, how, see? Have they, how have they possibly been doing this? That the only place to get the games is on NHL TV and the radio, or NSM, N- NBC Sports Network, or or NHL Network on Dish. Excuse me, Sonny, or, or your local provider." How do you watch your NHL games? What? Dude, I just steal what? it. What? People don't want to buy all five of those services to make sure they have every game? Hmm. $600. <laughs> God. It's like uh, it's like yeah. 200 for the NHL package, and then NBC Sports Network, you basically have to have cable, so that's another $100. And then if you want the Dish channel, you have to have Dish. So, I, I mean, okay, theoretically, you could get Dish and get NBC Sports Network, the NHL Network, and then you have to buy, spend $200 on the other channel. So, that's that's three different services for, like, $400 mm-hmm. to, make, to make sure that you can watch every game. Yeah, because yeah, that's the one on, uh, that's the one, there's one that you can get through cable. It's like, oh, what is this? Um... Sorry, something with playing in the background just started yelling at me. So there's so there's NHL TV. That's the one that the NA, like the it's a NHL tries one. to push on like people. Blackouts like can, and shit. Yeah. yeah. So then there's that. So that's there's that one. That one. Yeah. That struggles from blackouts. Then there's oh yeah, and then there's that too. So 
technically, there are some games that even if you wanted to spend money, you can't get because of blackouts. So, like, say I want to watch a Vegas Golden Knights game from where I'm at. If I Even if I owned NBCSN, NHL Network, and NHL TV, I still could not watch that game. Yeah. Unless it's, well, unless it's on, it's one of the featured games on NBCSN. Hmm. Yeah, it's... Or NHL. Or on NHL Network, but if it's not, then I can't watch that game. Yeah, I they get it together, NHL. Get your shit, put it in a backpack, and get it together. Get the fuck together. Yep. Okay. Anyway, sorry. That was that was an unplanned rant. Yeah. Um. Uh. Pre- so preseason's coming up. Everybody watch that. That'll be exciting. I'm uh, I'm hoping that some of my young guys for the Red Wings will make an appearance. Mm-hmm. But uh, it, it'll be it'll be fun. Everybody should tune in for that. Um. Before that, though, the rookie tournament just wrapped up. That was exciting to watch, all the young guys. Yeah, that's that's something... Oh, we went over this in the last episode. I was trying to remember when Harry went over this. Um, uh-huh. Yeah. That, I mean, you know, I watched I watched the one that was going on in Anaheim, obviously. Um, yeah, God, they need to televise those. Um, it, was, it was awesome getting to watch some. Um, yeah, that was that was rough. I, I know the Red Wings streamed theirs on Twitter. Yeah. Um, but the camera angles, I mean, it was it looked like I was watching one of our old college games from U of I. Yeah, it wasn't great. Um, but you know, they did majority of them did have the feeds. My biggest thing was uh, no stats. I wanted box scores. Give me the yeah, fucking box God, score. That Why not? That was so right. I wanted to see Joe Valeno and his seven goals in three games and lead the team to victory. That guy's, by the way, the Red Wings won the Red Wings won that tournament. Just FYI. Woohoo. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I don't have a lot. I, the Red Wings do not have a lot to brag about right now. So just, just Some let me prospects though. Um, yeah. I mean, but that's the thing. Box score. Okay. Here, I'd rather them. I'd rather them. Like, it's not the, hard. Like the team mom can jump in the fucking box <laughs> and like do, keep, keep a tally, like you know the good old uh, good old check marks and shit, uh-huh. and yeah. take a picture of it and fucking post it on Twitter or something. I don't care. Like fucking, come on. More insiders. German mom can just jump in. Zs are the stats. She sounds like Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> My son will play on the team. They're just she scares management into him playing. <laughs> it's just they're like, all right, Jesus Christ, God damn, lady, just fucking she, do your check marks. Goes, goes <laughs> tally it up. Eiserman's like, yeah, we think we'll be sending him back to Germany. He will not return to the fatherland. He will play hockey here. You're a little too good at that. It's starting to worry me. <laughs> oh, okay. I just left friggin' uh, North Idaho left. up there. Oh Jesus! Yeah, <laughs> I just left. I just left the Aryan picnic. So, <laughs> how was it? I heard it was nice. I heard I it was oh, it was uh, it was just a bash, a, a mm. Aryan bash. Lot of Wiener Schnitzel. Yeah. Good. Very good. <laughs> Ugh. Yeah, but it was good. Uh, um... You know, I think I think it was fun to see some of those young guys. Um, yes. You know, and yeah, I mean, you know, there was. How about Kako, man? How about Kako? He's gonna be good. 
That kid is is going to be good. Um, he's going to be first power play this year. I mean, there's just no doubt about it. And I think that's the benefit. Some of those guys come, you know, coming from Europe. If they can, if they can immediately, you know, twist their game into the NHL or to the the North American hockey, um, mm-hmm. you know, they have the size. They're used to playing against men over there. So yeah. that's that. You know, that's he's going to be good. He's going to be a very good player. And uh, yeah. I didn't hear too much about Hughes. He, I think, actually, I think he was hurt, wasn't he? I think so. I think he was yeah. hurt. Um, and I don't like the college rule. I get it. Uh, college has college, you know, school has already started for those guys, so obviously they can't go mm-hmm. play in them. Um, mm-hmm. But that's, especially this year, that's where a lot of, you know, the first round was, you know, going to college this year. So, um, yep. you know, that sucked not seeing them. But we'll see them before we know it, I'm sure. Oh, you just reminded me. Um, quick shout out. A really cool thing happened. Uh, I know it's WHL hockey, but it's it's local around here. Um, the Spokane Chiefs, they had a preseason game with the Tri-City Americans in Tri-Cities. At Wells, you don't know about this. I hadn't talked about it before. Mm-hmm. Um, but so Spokane, they had too many guys that were either injured or in the prospect tournament that they couldn't field a full team. So by WHL rules, they had to play four-on-four the entire game. That's freaking sick. Isn't that kind of cool? Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I honestly, yeah, I th- it's just a, it's just a rarity that there, it doesn't rarely happen. But per NHL rules, if they don't if they don't have a full twenty on or per, per WHL rules, if they don't have a full twenty, teams have to play four on four. It kind of makes sense though, and it's cool yeah. that like they make the other te- like it's not a forfeit. You know, it's like a let's still make this happen because people paid for these tickets. Sure, absolutely. Well, I mean, a it's a preseason game, and b I mean with the WHL, like you've got players that are just. They get jostled on the rosters all the time. Yeah. So there's just no. I mean, there's they have to have those rules in place. You've got guys that are being sent up and down. I mean, daily. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Very true. Um. Yeah, that's cool. I definitely thought you were gonna say they uh, brought some guys in on the street. That you were gonna What's say that? like you got it. You got brought up. You know. They freaking brought up on the street. Told you to lace them up. Oh. It's like, hey, no, damn, it's, dude, that's cool. It's not a Scott Foster situation. <laughs> Ugh, it should be. Pra- praise, praise be to Scott Foster. Yeah, I need. To, you just reminded me. I need to go refill the candles in my shrine. Yeah, yeah. He needs to. We need to go sacrifice uh, a, 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 a twelve pack to him. Hmm, that's uh-huh. a great way to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Cool. I agree. Um. So, uh, rookie tournament, uh, qu- real quick, let's, uh, let's hit on those new jerseys real quick. Oh, yeah. Um, so three, three fallback, uh, throwback jerseys were kind of announced, uh, over the week, uh, Calgary Flames, Winnipeg Jets, they're, they're more classic throwbacks for the Heritage Classic. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, I don't really, I mean, I like both of them. There's nothing really controversial or bad about them. The, the Calgary Flames one is classic throwback to the white. Yep. And and then the Winnip and then the Winnipeg Jets one is just basically a play on of the dark, the dark ones they used to wear back in the day, but with a little modern twist. I I like them. They both look good. Yeah, they're clean. Both of them are clean. Very much so. Very much so. I think the only controversial one is the uh, the Blues announced they'll be wearing for like four or five games the old clown jerseys from the nineties. Uh, some people call them the McDonald's jerseys. They're awesome. Dude. Um, I I personally like them. I like them. I I. But I understand why people don't. 
Um, I, I know, like, some people are saying, like, they're the ugliest jerseys in sports. I, I, I'm not, I'm not, maybe, <laughs> maybe it's, I, maybe they're so ugly, that's why I like them, yeah. I guess, I don't know. It's just the colors don't really work. No, you know? it's, well, they're the fucking blues, it's but awesome. you've got red and yellow on your jersey, it just doesn't make any sense, and then their, their secondary logo on those jerseys is like a trumpet, it just looks dumb, but <laughs> it, it's so dumb that it's, uh, it's shit. it's so wrong it might as well be right i love it dude you know what yeah. these throwbacks this is this has been the best ever like coyotes brought out their kachinas and um oh yeah you know like yeah those are so they sick. just need I, I want them to embrace i want arizona to embrace that again yeah there was talk about they, them becoming the uh the the full-time home jerseys but i think they'll they'll kind of steer away from that for a little while i i just i don't know i think maybe if they if they they should take the design and just modernize it a little bit Mm -hmm. maybe tweak it because there's just it's not that the it's not that the current you know reddish jerseys are bad it's just they're i just find i just think they're kind of like simple they're Mm -hmm. kind of plain kind of boring there's nothing no character Ah, it's just two colors you know just a two two color yeah. scheme jersey. Yeah. Um yep. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Um last last thing we'll just we're not even going to talk about it. Um uh, uh Kuznetsov got suspended for his little <laughs> cocaine escapade. He's now got suspended 3 games. Big fucking deal. Um 3 games to start the season is nothing. Teams are still shaking out their rosters. It's this is just a PP slap from the NHL to him to, to for them to say that they actually did something. It's not a big deal. Kuzi's probably not going to fight it, and everybody's going to move on. Uh, sh- I mean, anybody who doesn't think that hockey players do cocaine, uh, sorry, you just <laughs> grow up, grow up. Hockey players they 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 party, especially when you at that level of fame and money. Oh so, yeah, yeah. That's what they do, especially the Russians. Yeah, they do. It's just definitely, yeah. It's uh, it's kind of funny that they, you know, the NHL was basically like, oh, well, this this is nothing, you know, but we'll look into it. Uh, we got, and then all of a sudden they something. we gotta do something, and I'm sure they even called Kuznetsov, and they're like, three games, you okay with that? Is that okay? You okay with He's that? He's like, yes, uh, cocaine, cocaine Hanover will be over by then. <laughs> Uh, yes, three more days for me to get sober. Great. That will that will help. I'll piss clean, or Vladimir Putin will provide me with clean piss. He's like, yeah, that's gonna be okay. We're gonna make that happen. Yeah, yeah, we'll oh, make that happen. Shit. I don't, I don't, I don't see a problem with that. Uh, Perfect. What a okay. joke. Let's jump into our east. Our look at the east. How about that? All right. If you if you insist. All right, we can start do the, metro the metropolitan again. division. We're gonna do this just like we did with the West. We're gonna start with how they were ranked uh, at the end of the season last year, going from the eighth up. So our first team that we're gonna look at this year, and I'm gonna pull them up on daily faceoff as we as I say this, the New Jersey Devils. NJD. What uh, what are we Wells? What are we thinking here? As I pull up, uh, I'm looking at I'm looking at a top six of Taylor Hall, Nico Hersher, Kyle Palmieri, Nikita Gusev, Jack Hughes, and Jesper Bratt. Yep. Um. So Taylor Hall, it, this maybe is a benefit of us 
losing the last episode of 31. Um, Taylor Hall said it's playoffs or bust. And everybody's making a huge deal about this thing. Um, And, you know, they made some additions. um, But a lot of people are pretty damn high on this team. To, to I've heard multiple people and read multiple articles basically say they're a fucking lock for the playoffs, and I don't believe it. Um, I just don't either. I just I think there's too many question marks. Um, you know, you, yeah, I think I just think there's a lot of question marks on this team. Um, and you know, I I'd love for them to prove me wrong. You know, I'd love for Jack Hughes to put up a they, seventy point season. I think that'd be sweet. You know, but. They got better. They, they did. definitely got better. Oh, yeah. I definitely respect the moves that they've made, the people that they went out and got. Like Nikita, adding Nikita Gusev is a fantastic add. Yep. You've got Jack Hughes. You'll be able to plug those two young guys in, um, and then adding PK Subban that gives you an actual top for you know like your number one defenseman. Mm-hmm. Um, like they they've made some good improvements. The team has definitely gotten better than last year. But that being said, I'm I'm not impressed with the bottom six of this lineup. Wayne Simmons is not who he used to be. Travis Zajac is not who he used to be. Mm-hmm. Um, looking at this defense, I mean, you've got Will Butcher and P.K. Subban on the first line. And then after that, uh, Ty Smith got some promise. But, um, I just, you know, Sammy Vatnin on the bottom, I just, I don't, I, I'm just not liking, after I get past the top six and the top two of defense, and then not to mention, how about the giant question marks in goal? Mm-hmm. I mean, they're giving Corey Schneider another shot at this, but, I, you know, everything that he showed me last year, like, yeah, he had a nice little stretch at the very end of the season when nothing mattered, but it's not, I mean, that's not enough for me to say that Corey Schneider's back into form. So, right. Uh, my, my overall pick before I send it off back, at, back off to you, I, I think they missed the playoffs. They, they improve, they play better, but I don't think this team's making the playoffs. Yeah, I agree. Um, this, this team to me is Buffalo of last year where they start, start off hot. You know, they got all these new guys They're They're feeling good about themselves. Um, you know, really pushing and then just kind of, you know, these other teams start catching up, uh, because this, this team, this team is still young, you know, like you, you want to look at guys like Jack Hughes and Gusev and, um, you know, he and guys like that. That's still pretty young. That's a lot of talent, but that's still pretty young. So that's that's a concern for me. Um, I think their top four is okay. I think Vatnin as a as a third defensive guy uh, that's pretty solid. And then Damon Severson that's okay on four. Uh, you know, and then Andy Green and Ty Smith. I mean, not as not as excited about that. Um, you know, but that top four is. Okay, and then yeah, like you said, goalies. This is this is their weak point. I mean, we don't know who Mackenzie Blackwood only played, you know, quarter of the season last year. You know, what if he plays half the season? Is he going to play, you know, a quarter of the season? And you know, I had him in fantasy, and he really did start to fall off a little bit. Um, you know, and that's just that's just normal with rookie goalies. They tend to fall off. Not Bennington, apparently, but. Um, you know that's that's the way it kind of goes. So it's yet to be seen how he can do, and you know maybe Corey Schneider with a little bit better of a defense, um, you know, can you know adding PK helps him. I just I think you're right. I think they miss um, and slightly, you know, but it's a learning experience for him. But that's I have him missing too. Cool. 
Yeah, I, uh, I I definitely agree. I just there's too many question marks here. I'm not. I think they'll do better. I think they're trending upward. I just this team, this team uh, together. I just don't know if it's playoff ready. But there there is some uh, on the fantasy end of things. There are so I mean there's definitely some fantasy similar to how, like not to compare everything to the Red Wings, but similar to the Red Wings, how they're expected to have a bad season. Uh, there's some fantasy outlook on this team: Gusev, Hughes, Palmieri. Uh, Hersher and Hall, like all those guys are solid point guys. PK Subban is obviously going to be consistent. You know, you can count on him for points. Um, I would, if you've got, if you have a choice, I would steer away from those goalies in the first couple of rounds. I mean, Schneider will probably go as a starter, but uh, God, that's just, that's, there are other teams with other more solid goaltending options. Yeah. Agreed. Perfect. All right. Um, moving up. New York. Seven, New York Rangers. Rangers. Yeah. Um, this team, I think this team is in a very similar boat to New Jersey. Um, yes. You know, they got a high draft pick, right? That's an easy way to add some talent. Um, they brought in a guy like Truba. That's a nice way to, you know, kind of shore up some two-way defensive play. Um, added just this guy you might know him um Panarin he's okay um you know so yeah he's he's fine so you know they did they added some players that really can uh, be game changers um you know but they have their weaknesses too I think very similar to actually I think I think their D is actually worse than uh New Jersey well no, I think they got rid of, you know, trading Shad- or getting rid of Shattenkirk and bringing in True, but that's a good move. Um, I think their D actually got better with Adam Fox. Uh, kid's going to be pretty sick. He had a good rookie tournament. Brady Shea's not a bad D. Um, just so young. Like, such a young D core. Like, Mark Stahl yeah, is the, the old guy there, and he's 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 okay. Um, sure. You know. But, yeah, their top six is looking okay. Um, you know, I think Capo Caco is, and if, you know, I think you see him on that top line, top power play sooner rather than later. You know, he's that good. Yeah. Um, yep. But, you know, then after that, I mean, down the middle, down the middle is not very good. Uh, Strom, Philip Cheadle or Cheadle, we haven't figured out which one it is. Um, Whatever the fuck is. You know, and then Brett Howden, that's your fourth. I just... Down the middle is important, D is important, and they don't have much of either of those. Um, and then, you know, then, then you got an aging Lundqvist and a, and a young Gorgiev who, he's good. Um, he's a good player. It's just, you know, and it definitely helps hanging out with Lundqvist for, you know, the last couple of years. Um, so we'll see. I think they're, I think they're a bubble team. Um, I think they're actually, I think they'll fare worse than New Jersey even. Uh, but, you know, they, they could surprise, too. So we'll see. I th- I mean, Lundqvist is still not bad. Even an old Lundqvist is still d- decent. But, um, unfortunately, this team is... So it, it it's not going to fall as hard as everybody expected. This is supposed to be a bad rebuild year. But they've got... They're just very, t- very top-heavy mm-hmm. and not in, like, a, oh, the team is balanced overall, but you've got a lot of... Guys. No, like, this team has a great top four and five... And then it's just it's all downhill from there. Yeah. Like there's just no. I mean, that second power play unit is just trash, um, or unproven. Um, and then when Lunkos leaves, God, you've got 
you're just going to have to start the whole process over again. So I basically agree with everything you just said. Uh, they're they're missing the playoffs. That's that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I think the only thing I'm really looking at on this team for fantasy are going to be their forwards. Um, you know, yep. you could maybe take a Truba or Fox late in a in a deep league, you know. But I think Panarin, Zabinajad, um, Kako for sure. You know, that's a guy I think, you know, if you're in a keeper league, especially, you know, he's got some dynasty potential in him. And then oh, Kreider. Sure. I think Kreider's not a bad, you know, late flyer. You can take a late flyer on him at left wing. Um, but other than that, I mean, I, I, I'm i avoiding Lundqvist even. Um, you know, that's just... That's, the, the wins... It, I mean, it depends on what league you're in. Yeah. But, I, we, I mean, in our league, it's all goalies. Yeah, the save percentage, good save percentage is just the gravy on top. Mm-hmm. It's all about the win. Right. You know, if a goalie has, he could have, you know, a 980 save percentage at the end of the night. But if he lost, it's, it's just not going to be, you know, it's it's not. The win is what gets you the points. Right. And this year, this year, Lundqvist is as good as he is, even at his age. He's going to have no defensive help. He's going to get shelled. Um, you know, it. This and these te- the since Lundqvist is getting older, Gorgiev, he's obviously the goalie of the future. He's going to split time with him probably. Yep. This is going to be a handcuff situation where both goalies are going to get shelled because of lack of defense. So yeah, you you've got other options. If you have other options, I would I would go with those options. First. Well, and that's the thing is I'm not taking Lundqvist as my second goalie to handcuff him with Gorgiev. That's just never going to happen for me. So exactly. I mean, unless you're desperate, like if you're in a really deep league and you've got no other options, sure. But um, I mean, no, like it, that's not that's not a good one-two tandem if you're if you're in even in our league. Like if you're in a 12-person league, I wouldn't I would I would try to avoid that as most. Best he's possible. good if you auto drafted and. Auto draft didn't get you a goalie until the last two rounds. Right. <laughs> and you're like, fuck, I need something. Fuck, I forgot. Oh shit. Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you. Um, okay, let's move up. Uh finishing at number six last year was the Philadelphia Flyers. Mm. We're now we had when in the last episode we, we differed on this. Have you changed your mind at all? I have not. I, all right. uh, I well, still like this you, team. You take it away on this one too. Okay. Um so yeah, one one thing I was, you know, kind of preface it with, uh, you know, some selfishness here. One of my dilemmas I had in another fantasy hockey league was who to who to pick for goalie, right? Do I want to win now or do I want to win for the next, uh, you know, little bit? Uh, I took a lot of young guys in my forward group and, and on D and stuff like that. So it was between Bobrovsky and Carter Hart. Uh, I almost went with Hart. He's that's how good he is, and that's how good I think he's going to be even this year. And mm-hmm. this team got better. I mean, this team this team kind of had a down year last year, just kind of an off year. Mm-hmm. They kind of do this. Uh, it's just just we're used to it with the Flyers, I think, at this point. But their top six is fucking stacked. Um, you know, their defensive pairings really are pretty damn good. Uh, you know, I think they're not quite six deep, uh, but even their five and six can really get some get some shit done. I think really the only weak spot on there is going to be Robert Hag, and he's not terrible. And, you know, then they have a world-class goalie, in my opinion. So I think Carter Hart is that good. I don't think we see any of Brian Elliott if we can avoid it. 
you know, and so this this team this team has the chemistry and this or the you know the makeup to get to the playoffs, and I think I think they're going to surprise some teams, and you know if you have a goalie that can steal you games, that's that's even better. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I think this this team to me is a playoff team. Um, I I was definitely pretty bold on my prediction of where they landed in the playoffs. Um, sure, you know, but I think. I think just looking at the rest of the division, it's completely possible with, you know, with the amount of goal scoring they have and then that, you know, a decent back end and then a, and then a great goalie. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. We'll see what happens with that. Uh, so I, I don't disagree with you on, on most of that. Uh, Daily Faceoff has these has their top six pretty solid. Um, but I, th- I think they're just I, I think the potential's there. I'm just not I'm just not as confident. Maybe they need another year or two, in my opinion. Like Kaneki, you know, he was hit and miss last year. Um, and while while the potential is there for an upswing, uh, I had I just I don't know. Uh, Kevin Hayes, I think he's way overrated. Um, JVR is gonna be fine. Voracek's okay. Uh, Giroux, obviously the man. Uh, it's it's not bad. Um, their top six is 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 a well rounded top six. Uh, the bottom six it's forgettable. Nolan Patrick is, you know, it's a solid player. Um, Lynn Blom. Okay. Um, but other than that kind of forgettable, their defense is where I have huge question marks. Um, Gostas bear is probably the only one that you, you like, you like Provorov. I'm kind of wishy on wishy washy on him. Uh, I just don't like that. And then Carter Hart, I think he's going to be the difference on this. If Carter Hart, plays to what they think Carter Hart's going to play to. I I think you're right. This team is a bubble team that's on the inside looking out versus outside looking in. But if Carter Hart has a, you know, uh, if he just doesn't step up, you don't have a backup. You've got Brian Elliott, who is just, I mean, he's the, he's the most average goalie in the world, in my opinion. He's not, he's not terrible, but he's certainly not going to, he's not going to lead you to a playoff. So, I, I'm gonna. I, I'd like to say that they're gonna make the playoffs, but um, I'm gonna say not because I've got other teams that are making it ahead of them. Mm. Like if that makes any sense. Yep. Um, well, yeah, I, I'm gonna say that they they don't make the playoffs. So just because just because of how the other teams work out, it's not necessarily a reflection on them, but uh, there, there's a lot of teams ahead of them. If that makes any sense. So. Last thing I'll say on them. Carter Hart at, in, in juniors, 0.915 save percentage. Next year, 0.918. Next year, 0.927. Next year, 0.947. I mean, this kid mm. learns from what happened. Um, you know, came out firing on all cylinders, went through a little bit of a, of a low, and then, you know, really was like, you know, getting used to the NHL game and stuff like that. And you could really see him grow. Um, you're right though. I mean, it really depends on how he plays. He played only 31 games last year, so he's got to play he realistically for them to have a chance. He's got to be up closer to, uh, you know, 40, 50, um, you know, and so it's yet to be seen if he can do that. I think very similar to Bennington. Uh, I mean, Bennington had a, obviously a ridiculous year, but you know, that's, that's going to be, that's going to be the thing with, with them. So, Yep. All right, I can see that. Um, coming in at number five, Columbus Blue Jackets. Um, 
anybody who knows hockey knows that this team took a huge, huge downgrade this year. Um, looking at, let me pull up them, them on uh, daily faceoff here, Columbus Blue Jackets. Um, you were just talking before about Pierre-Luc Dubois. Mm-hmm. Um, that's their that's their top-line center this year with the departure of Panarin, uh, moving some people around. They brought in Gustav Nyquist. Uh, I don't have a very high opinion on him just because of experiences with him at the Red Wings. Yeah, he might be able to contribute, but, I mean, look at – he was playing third line in Detroit. He was playing third, fourth line in San Jose, and now he's on the first line apparently in Columbus. So that just tells you how bad they're hurting. Um I don't like. I mean, these centers, right? They're, they're down the talking about problems down the center. Pierre Luc Dubois is a solid center, and then you've got Alex Winberg at number two. That guy has consistently proven that he can't hold. He's just not. He can't hold that spot. Yeah, one good um, year. Boone Jenner. Yeah. What's that? He had he had one good year, um, where where he was just dishing it. But then after that, he kind of had a, a huge regression. Yep. Like, he wasn't even – he missed a couple games because he was just benched. Um, your third-line center is Boone Jenner. I, it's God. That guy, he's like the most utility-used player, I feel like, in our in any league because he, he, he qualifies for, like, almost any position. But he's just he's just there. Like, he fills that spot. Um, but that's what he's supposed yeah, to do. I, he's supposed sure. to be a third-line yeah, right. center. Yeah, you know? um, the only the only positives about this team on my end are uh, defense. You've still got Rensky and Jones, Murray and Savard. Those are, I mean, Nudavara and I don't know who the other guy yeah. is, Dean Kakin. Kakin. Mm. But um, that's that's a solid six. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have a problem with that. So I think I think if Torts can if Torts can angle this team into a defensively minded team instead of a running gun like they did last year, they might. They might do okay, but I don't think that's going to happen um, because once you get to the goaltending, that's that's your worst. Mm-hmm. That's your worst news. Um, Jonas Corposalo, he is not a starting goaltender, and then you've got Elvis Merzlikin behind him. Yeah, uh, and he's unproven and young. Yeah, maybe we might have a Bennington situation right there where he steps up, but at this time, I, there's just nothing. You know, he's supposed to be an up and comer, but I don't I don't see it. So. Um, I'm I'm gonna say this team's not making the playoffs and might even round out the bottom of the division. They're they're not. I, maybe they might not be as bad as everybody thinks, but uh, this this team has just fallen into a rebuild, unfortunately for uh, for management. Yeah, I think their strongest suit is their D. Their D look good. Their top four look good. I'm okay with that top four. I would you know I yeah. would take that over some of the top fours in the league. Um, Nyquist, I'm not as low on him, um, you know. But is he a top line guy? I don't think so. So huh. they're a little they're a little scary there. But I think I think a lot of this team, like you look at Felino, Jenner, Anderson, you look at the guys like that. That's a forward group that Tortorella knows how to use, um, mm-hmm. and that's a great shutdown line. You know, if they were to if they were to go with something like that, and then uh, you know potentially see if. I think I think Daily Faceoff just has this a little backwards. Um, you know, I think Wenberg, Bjorkstrand, and Texier or whatever his name is are more of a third line where they can, you know, they're kind of more playing against third lines and can go score goals. 
Winberg was supposed to be the top-line center a long time ago, yeah. but he, it just never worked out. I mean, he had that one year where he had, like, 100 assists and, like, two goals yeah. and was just the dish master. And then after that, he was struggling to even get on the roster. Yeah, so. I, and that's that's a thing. That's why, for me, he's a third-line center. Um, Agreed. Yeah, I just I don't think he's anything super special. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you can you can have a good D and they had this D last year in Bobrovsky, and they still were letting in fucking goals, you know. So um, you got, and and maybe maybe this Merlick, Merzlikens guy can come in and be good, but Elvis, Elvis, maybe Elvis can really rock the show. Um, uh huh. Uh-huh. But I just don't see it. Um, I think they're. I think you're right. I think they're going to be battling for the bottom three. Yeah. And Agreed. you know. That's that's just kind of where they're at. Agreed. Um, fantasy wise, you know, I think we've hit on the guys that might be. I mean, even the guys that are on here that are that might be okay. Uh, fantasy wise, Cam Atkinson's going to be probably the main point driver. Mm-hmm. Pierre Luc Dubois is solid. Uh, I would stay away from Nyquist. Bjorkstrand might be worth some some rough points. Uh, obviously, Rorensky and Jones need to go. Uh, even Murray and Savard, if you're really deep, um, and then stay clear of these goalies. Do not, I mean, unless, I mean, unless a miracle happens, do not waste any of your top picks in your draft on these goalies. There's just, there's too much there unless you've real, unless you've got balls and just really think that Corpus Hall is going to have a breakout year or Elvis is going to have a breakout year. Um, don't, don't waste your time on that. Yeah. There's only four guys to me that are even worth it. Yeah, Luke Dubois, Atkinson, and then the the two obvious defensemen. That's about yeah. it. Other than other than that, these guys. I mean, could the, in the best could these guys that we're not naming have good, decent years where like they don't have negative numbers? Yeah, but they're not for fantasy for fantasy purposes. These guys aren't going to jump off the map, right? All right. Um, ooh, the Carolina Hurricanes at number four. You know, for this is a this is a this is a big one. Yeah, they, they got better though. You know, they got they got better with with the additions that they have just had. Uh, this team, in my opinion, when we differed on this in the last episode, but mm-hmm. I'm saying they're a dark horse. Um, this team has what they there's one question mark on this team. And I'll get to it in just a second. Um, but other than, I mean, I'm looking at. Like, their top nine are solid, you know? Even, well, fuck, even their top 12, I mean, their their entire offense is not bad. Like, even going down to their fourth line, that's a decent, I mean, it's not, it's, it's a solid grinder line. It's not, it's not jumping off the page, but it's enough to not be bad. Um, Nino Niederreiter, Ajo, Tara Vinen, that's obviously your go-tos. Those are all worth picking up in fantasy. Uh, Dzingel, Stahl, and Svechnikov. Again, under the right circumstances, all three of those could be worth picking up in fantasy. Um, that might juggle around a little bit because Eric, they've got Eric Hollow on the third line. I think he might actually move up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but but uh, and Hala is again, you know, he was when he was with Vegas, he was kind of a pick up, drop, pick up, drop. But uh, I think if he if he can secure some top top six minutes, he's worth picking up too. Um, but no, you've got you've got solid. This is a solid, deep team. Um, looking at defense, so their defense. We just got done, I just got done talking about how strong their offense was. 
this team arguably might have the best defense in the league now now that uh pk suban is off of the nashville predators uh, yep. we're looking at jacob Sl- uh Sl- is it slavin or slavin 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 so you've got slavin hamilton garnier pes pesci pesci yep pesci falk and flurry now falk might get traded but we'll see how that goes uh rumors that he's going to get sent to anaheim for somebody um it was and then the Carolina GM pissed off Bob Murray, and that's not happening anymore. Uh, okay, so, but that's a solid defense. I mean, like, you could trade Falk for some more firepower up front, sure. But, God, this is a, I mean, arguably the best defense in the league at the moment with, with the addition of Garnier. Um, the only question mark for me is is in goal. You've got you've got Peter Morazic, who, you know, is the jury still out in my opinion mm-hmm. maybe i'm biased from the red wings days but i'm not 100 percent convinced he's a starting goaltender but unfortunately they can't do what they did last year and juggle curtis mcelhaney because now they have james reamer and if there's anybody that i have a lower opinion of than peter morazic it's james fucking reamer so <laughs> but Scott I, I, I can't I'm, i can't believe that they brought him in as a backup for morazic like that guy proved that he cannot handle any sort of solid workload in florida Granted, this team has a better defense than Florida, but I just—that's my biggest question mark. Maybe mm-hmm. if they trade for a defense, another, if they trade for a better goalie, then they might have like this might be a contender instead of a dark horse. But I think with that question mark, I'm going to make them—I'm going to give them a dark horse status. I think the only reason I'm not going with dark horse for this team mm-hmm. is because of the other division. Atlantic Division is way too good. Um, that's true you know but this this team checks a lot of boxes right top six mm-hmm. look at this top six it's ridiculous and I think I think you're right you can move Hall up to that second line I think that's actually would be better for the team um, yep. and then you know on that note right that tells you you got a one two and three center and Lucas Walmark played well last year right that was a good fourth line for them um, you know I think the only area that you know the bottom six isn't great um, but where, you know, there, you have question marks on guys who can be good, right? So Martin Nickus, that's a, that's a good guy that's, that's good. Uh, Fogel, that's a good player. And then you got McGinn, Martinuk, and Walmart on that bottom line again. Um, that's, that's a, you know, that's pretty deep. That's about as deep as it gets in the league sometimes. So, uh, yeah, good top nine. Their top six is obviously uh, unbelievable. I think, I think you're right. I think. This is going to compete with a lot of top six defensive teams. Um, the only issue I have with this team, and this is this is, um, you know, looking to Calgary a couple years back, where they had that top six that everyone was like, "Holy shit!" You know, this is this is a hell of a top six. Well, Mike Smith shit the pool, right? Our goalie yep. was garbage. We, you know, or, or Mike Smith kind of was shitty and then got hurt and was even more shitty and. Um, you know, they didn't really have anybody there. That's what I can see this team running into is you can, you know, you can have one of the better D's, but, you know, all it takes is one squeaky goal to get through and the D, you know, by the middle of the season is going, holy shit, dude, can you stop anything? Um, you know, and that's that's where I think they could slide a little bit. But like we talked about in the last episode, this this is a team that's going to battle Washington for that top spot. That's how that's how good this team is. They they had a taste of it yep, last year, I, um, you know. But this this year they they've they've really got a good a good squad. 
Like goalies, they're no, only question mark they do. in my opinion. They do, and they honest they could honestly trade a couple defensemen or even even a little bit of their depth to get a goalie at the deadline and maybe make a put. I just that the only question mark is that goaltending duo because I'm I'm so critical of Peter Mrazek and James Reamer. I that guy. Uh, I don't understand why people keep signing him. Maybe because he's cheap, but mm. yeah, he's um, cheap. In date. any case, so um, I'm thinking they're making playoffs and could could make a push. Um, yep. Number three, Pittsburgh Penguins. Yeah. Um. Look, there's optimism around this team, so the GM and stuff like that feel pretty good about this team. Bringing in guys like Galchenyuk, they're hoping that this whole Kessel thing is behind them. You know, they, they again, are, are pretty decent down the middle. But, you know, Jared McCann, I mean, Crosby Crosby can make anyone look good. You know, not that Jake Gensel's not a bad player, uh, but Crosby makes him look right. way better. Um, you know, Cahoon, he, he's he's a okay guy for that second line. Galchenyuk, you know, we need to see more from him to feel comfortable about it. This is a, This is an okay nine. Um, you know, you're never going to be in a bad spot with Crosby and Malkin down the middle one, two until they're 50, you know, but then there's just, there's, there's quite a few question marks. I think Gensel still have a good year. I think Galchenyuk, you know, could have a bounce back. He seems pretty happy to be there. So decent top six, um, D is where I am concerned, um, you know, I think whoever did the daily faceoff ratings for these guys is a Pittsburgh <laughs> fan. I'm, God, they're overrating a lot of these. They're very players. high on them. Yes, they're very high on them. Um, you know, and I, it, it just like we talked about before. It just really depends. You know, who's going to get hurt first, Latang or Schultz, right? And then you got no nobody back there. You know, then you yep. then you got Brian Dumoulin running the freaking power play for all we know, or Marcus Pedersen. Why uh, they have him? At- you know, so both Latang and Schultz are good players. They just, you know, they just routinely get hurt. I mean, we're yep. we're expecting an injury at this point. We're not even, you know, we're not even saying, oh, they could play eighty-two. They're getting hurt at some no, point. It's going to happen. So yep. that's a big question mark for me. And then, you know, what what Matt Murray are we going to see? Are we going to see consistent yep. Matt Murray? Are we going to see, you know, the guy that has two cups under his belt? Or are we going to see the Matt Murray that has, you know, been kind of sliding a little bit? Um, so that's that's probably the bigger question mark for me. This is this is still this is more of a bubble team for me this year, which is hard to say for the Penguins, but this is a bubble team to me. Um, you know, a lot of question marks, but I can still see them slipping in. I think this there's a lot of fluidity in this division in general of where people are going to end up between, you know, I think probably four and, uh, you know, four and four to six and then, you know, seven to eight and that kind of stuff. Um, but this is a bubble team. We'll see about them. Sure. Um, I'm, I think if there's any team that has, other than the Columbus Blue Jackets, if there's a team that has rough regression, like not as, not as steep as Columbus, like they're not, they didn't lose horrible players, but, Pittsburgh has been on the downturn for a little while. Like even Crosby, who uh, even forty-year-old Crosby is going to be amazing. Right. But as as the core ages and they start to replace them with kind of no names, I'm just I, I like I'm looking at Jared McCann and Jake Gunsel around Sidney Crosby. I just you lose Kessel and you lost that strength down the center now because you've got Nick 
Bajug's dad, and he. I just don't think he's proven anything. He's not a solid third line guy. He's supposed to be replacing Nick Bassard, or uh, Bassard, mm-hmm. and that's not going to do anything. Um, you know, it's there's there's enough here, but God, I just overrate some of these guys. Cahoon, Rust is on the fourth line. He's just no. Um, I see this team having regression, and the defense has questions. Uh, goaltending, yeah. If Matt Murray stands on his head, Casey DeSmith is a decent backup. I don't like. Yes, Matt Murray is Jackal and Hyde. Casey DeSmith is okay. Um, if Matt Murray plays well, yeah, this team. I agree with you. This team is a bubble team, uh, but I think with how the Metropolitan Division stacks up, they could be fighting. Ironically enough, the Philadelphia Flyers for a playoff spot. Mm-hmm. Um, I think. I think Carolina is a better team than this team. And uh, I think Carolina is going to jump into that top three role in the division and take and finally kick Pittsburgh out. Whereas Pittsburgh's going to be Pittsburgh's going to be fighting fighting for a playoff spot this year. They're, they're going to be a bubble team. I can't can't necessarily say if they're going to get it or not, but they're going to. I think they're going to be fighting for fighting for their lives right now. Um, this is definitely a team that's very 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 slowly fading down their window is you could argue that it's already closed but if if you're saying that it's still open it is closing rapidly mm-hmm. agreed who, who are you looking at fantasy wise crosby and malkin obviously uh against anybody who's skating with so this one's kind of just an up in the air follow if you track if you i mean if you check your team enough your fantasy team enough throughout the year follow who's on crosby's line because they're worth picking up if the, if any player can can secure a wing spot along Sidney Crosby, they are going to get points. So at the moment, Jake Gunsel is a great value. McCann, while I don't while we're against him as being a good player individually, skating with Sidney Crosby, he's bound to put up some points. On the second line, Galchenyuk will do just fine with Malkin. Uh, Dominic Cahoon's there to round out the numbers. I don't because they needed to spread Patrick Hornquist down to the third line. But I think even Patrick Hornquist might move up to that second line mm-hmm. later on. Um, uh, so Hornquist, Afghani Malkin, uh, Galchenyak are fine. So that, that top six are, you know, a couple a couple like first rounds and second rounders right there. And then after that, you could sprinkle them in. Uh, defensive pairings, you know, Chris Letang's great, but get ready to put him on IR. Yep. Uh, Justin Schultz, same same thing. Uh, Peterson, Pedersen, whatever his name is, Marcus Pedersen, um, you know, he's going to, with with arguably with injuries, he'll be a first-line defenseman. So uh, that's that's a sleeper pick, you know, for later on when, when injuries start piling up. And then goalies, I mean, I had Matt Murray last year. Uh, I, I suffered and benefited from both sides. You know, when Matt Murray was on, he won me, he won me weeks sometimes. And then other times that guy rode ir and the bench for months because i either a couldn't trust him or b he was hurt so um that's a gamble i'm not i'm not gonna say avoid matt murray but uh i mean i think you handcuff him it's a gamble it's a it's a dice roll right there you're gonna it's if you if you if you believe in him do it i won't i i certainly wouldn't uh go against you on it but god it's there's definitely there's definitely some shakiness there for sure yeah, I I agree. I like all that stuff. I think if you're taking Matt Murray, you're handcuffing him. Uh, yeah. yeah, you've got to have DeSmith at yeah. least available. You got to make sure that DeSmith is available in waivers, yep. or or just play it safe and pick him up. Yep. Cool. 
Cool. All right. Uh, number two, New York Islanders. Uh, we in, in the last episode we kind of differed on this. Um, we are looking at a team that is largely liked because of the coach and the coaching style. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, on paper, this team is it's it's decent. It's solid. There's nothing nothing necessarily wrong with it. They have a solid solid top six with Anders Lee, Matthew Berzal, Jordan Eberle, Josh Bailey, Brock Nelson, and Bo. Bovillier? Mm-hmm. Is that how you say that? That's uh, got to be close. Bovillier, something like that. Yeah. Um, that's a solid top six. Um, after that, it really drops off. Uh, with Derek Passard leading up. It's not a bad line. third, though. Not a bad third center. He's yeah. He, that's I, his spot. Uh, he needs that, to be a third center. You know. Yeah. I, oh yeah. That's that's what he does. Like mm-hmm. he's jumping from team to team, playing, playing third center. Um, so that could be okay, but he's not the the bottom six doesn't impre- impress me much. Um, third, I mean their defense not not bad. Uh, they're all we talked about this in the last episode. This is not a defense that is here to quarterback power plays or jump up in the rush. All of these defensemen, Nick Letty, Nick Letty, Ryan Pulak, Devin Tays, Johnny Boychuk, all these guys are there to play solid defense, play under Torts system and keep the puck out of the net they are not there to score i i don't expect them to really play a huge role on the power play right now daily faceoff has nick letty and Pollock on there but i just don't i don't see that um so i it's this team is not necessarily so for league wise i think this team is going to do well they're solid enough to where if they play towards the system once again um, they're going to do fine. Their goaltending duo is is fine. You've got Varlamov and Greece. Uh, if Varlamov gets hurt or falls back into his old rhythm, you've got Thomas Greece that'll pop up and and save the day. Um, nothing wrong with that duo at all. Um, it's even it's probably it's probably worth honestly doing a handicap because the or a, a handcuff with, in fantasy because this team is doing so well. That being said, I would. I would try to stay away from this team on fantasy wise because this is not a high scoring team. They are set to be a defensive first win gritty games team once again. Um, and even their top scorers of Barzal and Eberly, um, they're not, you know, like those two guys are probably going to be their top scorers. Other than that, Bailey, Nelson, uh, Anders Lee, you know, these guys are, they're solid, but they're not going to jump off the page. So, um, I, I expect I expect a lot of Islanders players to get picked up in drafts, but not many in the first 10, 20 rounds. Yeah, um, I think I think the only one that we disagree a little bit on there is Lee is a guy that I'm looking at. Um, he's thirty point or okay. thirty goal potential there. So and then playing with Barzil, I think they they kind of yeah. I mean they're they're obviously going to be more defensive minded. But that's yes. you know thirty goals is thirty goals. That's that's a nice nice season, especially if your league is looking at you know big points for goals, right? Which most most leagues do. So that's one kind of later in the rounds. That's not a bad pick for me. Um, this team in general, um, mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not as high on it. So I think I think they're going to see quite a bit of regression. Um, you know, team okay. teams know what to expect now, right? Yep. Uh, teams yep. know how to beat this team, or, or you know can look at what happened in the playoffs last year and kind of, you know, write something up for it. Uh, Very similar to what we saw with Vegas. Not, you know, obviously Vegas is still doing well. uh, But, you know, that 
that feeling of camaraderie not necessarily is gone, but it's dulled down a little bit. So this team mm-hmm. last year had that, well, Tavares is gone. He didn't want to be here. Let's show him, right? And this year they're going to lose that a little bit. Trotz is a great coach, so I still think they're going to make the playoffs. I think this is still probably, you know, a third or fourth team in this division. So, I mean, this is still a good team just based on the coaching for me. I think we see Grice earlier rather than later. I don't think Varlamov's, you know, he's going to get hurt, right? And he's going to be mediocre at some point for long periods of time. Sure. So I think we see Grice more than Varlamov in the end. And hopefully, hopefully Varlamov doesn't get injured. I don't want people to feel, you know. That I'm just ragging on people being injured, but it's just going to happen. But this is a good duo. That's, That's not a bad. good duo. It's, it really isn't bad. I think their duo last year was better. Um, but agreed. You know, and then their D. Yeah, like you said, I mean, built very much, and I, 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 I kind of, you know, relate this team to Vegas quite a bit because you're right. Their defense is basically built to be defensemen, right? They're not built to be the only one that could, really has any kind of offensive skill that we've seen is Letty. Um, I think Taves has a little bit, and uh, Taves could you know, Taves has potential. Pollock has a little bit, but um, you know, I think I think you're right. I think it's more of a defensive minded team. So we'll see. We'll see what happens with this team. I think I think this team, looking at you know a lot of different factors, they're very similar to Philly to me. Um, just okay. like their their depth at D and their top six and stuff like that. So uh, that's why I kind of have them back and forth. Right, I think I went three. And okay. f- I think I went three and four with them last time. So, yeah. Okay. Well, Good. we'll we'll go down we'll go down our our final uh, placings here in a second because we're we're all in agreement on uh, number one, the Washington Capitals. Yep. Um, this team. I mean, oh God, Christ, what do you want us to say? This team is both fantasy gold and will probably probably take the division once again. They did not get any worse. I mean, arguably any worse. They lost some guys, but ever you know. The, the usual suspects are here. You've got Alex Ovechkin, uh, Kuznetsov, Tom Wilson, Nicholas Backstrom, Jacob, uh, Jakob Verona, TJ Oshie. Like, that's your top six. Mm-hmm. Your bottom your bottom pairings, Carl Hagelin, Lars Eller, and Richard Panik. That's a fine third line. Um, your fourth line with that t- in front of them, who gives a fuck. Um, your defensemen, I mean, you've got Michael Kempney, John Carlson, Dmitry Orlov. I mean, these, these are all the usual suspects. No one... No big names have gone anywhere. Um, the goaltending duo of Braden Holtby and Phoenix Copley is fantastic. Uh, last year, when Braden Holtby kind of took some games off, I don't I don't know if it was through injury or personal or just not playing well, but anytime Phoenix Copley stood up, he had a great record too. Uh, Copley's a very capable backup. Um, if Holtby ever goes down for like daily stuff, definitely keep an eye on Phoenix Copley. Um, this this is a good team. This is a solid team. None of these guys look like they're going to be any sort of regression. I don't. They didn't. They they didn't get any better, but they didn't get any worse. And this Washington Capitals team. I mean, they they lost in seven to the team that went to the Eastern Conference Finals. So mm-hmm. it's not. I mean that that game could have went either way. Uh, this is still a solid team, and I think they might. I think they'll easily not easily. They might have a couple teams nipping at them uh, throughout the season, but I think they're going to take. I think they're going to take the division again and easily make the playoffs. Yeah, I think I think they'll be battling for that top spot. I think Carolina is that good that they're going to give them a run for their money. Um, you know, and then, Ooh, and then you okay. can. I mean, look, they they got a solid top nine. Really, my only question mark 
on that top nine is um, uh, what's his what's his dick? Uh, yeah, what's his dick? Um, <laughs> Jacob Verona. So I think Verona yeah, for me is really the only on the top six or nine that is really any kind of a question mark. But worst case scenario, you move Haglin up to two and. Uh, you move some guys around, and he's so. more just unproven than anything, right? So he's there's a lot of it's it, he's not bad. He's just I don't think he's he's just not at his potential yet, right? But he could have that breakout year this year. Yeah, I think the only spot that I'm a little concerned with them on is D. I don't think they're as deep on D as they've been in the past. But no, they're not. I, you know, I think I think you have a better season out of Holtby, and that's not going to matter, right? I mean, you still have. Not only one of the best goal scorers in the game, um, he got you know he's all coked up with his buddy Kuzi. So, you know they're going to be firing on all cylinders there. Um, mm-hmm. This is a good team, but I I, do, I really do I think the difference between this team and Carolina and why it's going to be a little bit more of a battle, but I think Caps will still come out on top. Is um, you know Carolina's still young and their goaltending is scary, right? So their goaltending is a, a big problem area. If you know Mrazek could have a hell of a year for all we know, but you know, Holtby is someone who's done it. He's done it before. Um, you know, hasn't been as great the last two years, but is still putting up numbers that are just fine. So, um, you know, save percentages and stuff like that have gone down a little bit. But, yeah, this is still a number number one in the division team for me. Um, and then yep. fantasy-wise, um, you know, I'm still – I think – I think you could even look at five of their six forwards and go, okay, you know, where do I need to take them? But I need to take them, you know. Yep. Ovechkin, he's probably, he's probably should be a first rounder still. Uh, Kuzi, you know, should be right up in there in that first or second range, um, you know. And then you guys, you got guys like Backstrom, Wilson, and Oshie who need to go a little bit later, kind of in the middle of the draft, but really do need to get picked up. You know, Tom Wilson yep. had a hell of a fucking year last year. Um, yep. for fantasy standards. And then, you know, really the only two D that I would look at are Carlson and, uh, you know, Kempney maybe because of him being potentially on that top pairing. But then, you know, Orlov does have a little bit of, you know, he, he's a potential 30-point D, so later in He's rounds. a safe defenseman. Mm-hmm. Like, he'll get you the stats. Yeah. Um, if when, when it comes to defensemen, it's very difficult to get somebody that's going to get you points. So if, you, if there are no – if there's no defenseman that will get you points available – the next best thing you can do is get you a defenseman that's going to have a good plus minus. Yep. Yeah, he's a perennial 30-point guy, it looks like. Yeah. So, yep. And then, I mean, I, I, I wouldn't even feel the need to take a handcuff with Holby. I really wouldn't. I think he's, nope. you know, I think he's pretty no, solid if, in there. If, if, you're, if you draft Holby early, which, which you should, he should be one of the top goalies that go first, if not already in the keeper league. Uh, if you have Holby, just, just, you know, if he goes down, or, you know, he, he just rests or something like that, because he does that sometimes. Um, Benjamin, pick up Copley just for the extra game, because that's a, that's a solid pickup. You can trust that. You can trust Copley to pick up the slack and, and play just as well. So, um, no, this is a good team, both for fantasy purposes and, and in the league. Cool. All right, what's your, what's your top eight? How's this division shaking out? All right. All right, here we go. So I've got – I'll be interested to see if this is the same that what I put last time. Mm-hmm. So I've got the Capitals at number one. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take – I'm going to take the Hurricanes at number two, the Islanders at number three, the – ooh, Islanders at three, and then after that this gets tough. Um, Islanders at three, Pittsburgh at four, Philly at five, 
Rangers at six, Devils at seven, Columbus at eight. Okay. You say Rangers seven? Yeah, okay. Rangers seven. All right. We we only really differ in the middle of it. No, so no, I, I think I said Rangers at six. Rangers at six. Rangers at six, Devils at seven. Devils at seven. Okay. So we differ a little bit on that, too. Um, okay. Cool. So our, our top two are normal. I think I think there's not a lot of people who would look at Washington and Carolina and think that they weren't going to be one and two in this in this division. Um, yep. That's where it kind of, you know, it's it's really a crapshoot for those three next three teams for me. So I think, I think sure. of three through five, I think all three of these next teams could – finish anywhere in there so i think they could go three you know or they could be five right um so then you know i'm gonna stick with my guns i'm gonna go uh take a shot take a big shot in the dark on this one i'm gonna go philly at three so i i like philly i like carter hart quite a bit Um, that is that is bold and i think i think their d is gonna have a nice bounce back here um and then their six their forward top six got better um and then they still have they're still pretty deep down the middle so um, then it's then it's Islanders for me. Um, yeah, I'm a little concerned with their tandem, um, and then their D is obviously a question mark on my my books, and I think they're going to see a little regression. That's why I'm at four, and then Pittsburgh. Sure. So I think Pittsburgh at five. But I, like I said, those three through five, I think those those three could really swap around, um, just depending on who gets hot and you know um, what what sure. kind of players you know what what kind of regression we see from from those three teams or progression whichever it ends up being sure. then then from there um i am actually a little i'm a little different on this one than i was prior um actually no no i was the same who am i kidding i think devil no, i think i am the same i think devils are six um i think they did De- enough in the offseason and i'm curious to see jack hughes it centers a tough spot but you know they they really they really made it a team that can you know be potentially it's going to be out on the outside looking in in my opinion but they're going to grow they're very young um, they have some some yep. good players that I'm curious to see play then it's the Rangers um, you know I think with Panarin with Zabinajad with Capocacco uh, you know you're, you're they're going to take some pressure off the D. And that's that's where the scary mm-hmm. part is for me because I do think Georgiev is going to be that starter by the end of the year for sure. I think Lundqvist sure, is. I, I think Lundqvist is done here pretty quick. And then Columbus, you know, they still have their top two guys on D. Top four isn't looking bad. Um, you know, top six is very questionable. You know, you have I, I think we only said one or two guys on their top six that we'd even look at a fantasy, and that's not a good sign. Um, and then their goalies are absolute fucking steamy piles of garbage. So uh, that's they're gonna end up at eight eight for me. So that's that's a full blown dumpster fire with Elvis there. Poor guy. Um, Poor guy. Yeah, Torts Torts is a good coach, um, and I hope I hope they don't can him for having a bad year because that's total bullshit. Um, yeah, he you it's know not his it's fault. not his fault. He they couldn't keep any of those guys. Um, yeah. So I hope they don't can him if they do. You know who they're looking at from Seattle? Fuck, John Tortorella they in the bring first in fucking coach for Seattle. That would be he would be the most. That God, I don't think he'd go over well. That city's too politically correct. Oh shit, I think it'd be awesome. Uh, he'd say he'd say he'd say one thing about like Anthony Duclair not listening, and they'd be like, oh. <laughs> 
doesn't listen well because he's black. Mm. No. It's just... uh, you know, it sounds like a match made in heaven to me. Maybe uh, toughen up that city yeah. a little bit, you know. Who knows? Definitely. Definitely. Okay. Um, yeah? You know, I know we said we were going to do the whole East, but we should we should probably call it. We're at an hour and a half right now. <sighs> well, when are we going to do the other thing? How about we just do it if we can do How about we do... For the first time ever, we do like a bonus episode. We like do a mini one where we just talk about the other division. All right, we can squeeze that in sometime. We can like just a thirty-minute, forty-five-minute episode where we just, just, just do that. That's fair, as long as it's in the next couple days. That'll work. All I'll right. All right. Well, we'll cut this one short. We got a little chatty. Cut it short. It's hour and thirty. I'm sure everybody's tuned out already. Yeah. Is anybody still listening? <laughs> fucking Anybody God out damn there? It. This is fucking gold right here. Yeah. Okay. Pure liquid gold. Uh, Perfect. Fuck. Okay. Well, in that case, I think this will this will be us for this episode. We'll be releasing uh, our our recap on the what is it? That would be the Atlantic Division. That one's gonna take a while too because there's a lot of teams in there that are powerhouses that could honestly make runs for the cup. So. Um, yep. well, well, I just don't want, I just don't want to sell it short today. I think, I think if we kind of, we would run through it because we're already at an hour and a half, it'd probably go into the two hour, two and a half hour mark. I, I don't want to sell them short. Yep. Well, on other news, look for potentially us doing a fantasy league. Um, you know, we'll, we'll post it on the Facebook and all that fun stuff if we end up setting one up. So definitely keep yes. on the lookout for that. We got about two weeks till we need to start looking at a draft. So that's plenty of time. We'll get something set up. Probably won't be for any money. Maybe some merchandise or something fun. But um, there the other side we of could, that, we could post. We'll post this episode up on Facebook, and if you guys are interested, uh, just post your name or just post a comment on on the on the episode post or whatever on our Facebook, and let us know so we can kind of keep a running tally, and then we'll uh, we can go from there. There you go. All right. And last thing, let me run through my my draft. I'm not as happy about it as I thought I was going to be. Okay. Sean Monahan, Jeff Skinner, Johnny Goudreau, Anders Lee, Patrick Kane, Mikel Granlund, John Carlson, Tory Krug, Dougie Hamilton, Drew Doughty. That's a ballsy one, but I like it. Uh, that is. Shane Gostaspier, so that I took him pretty close after to Doughty, just in case. Pierre okay. du, Pierre-Luc Dubois. Dubois. Not bad. Um, and then Kevin LeBanc. And then my goalies are... My goalies are pretty solid. I think I'm going to get some wins with these suckers. So, uh, Carey Price, Bennington, and Quick. Quick is there as, uh, oh, shit, Bennington sucks. And I need someone that plays games. So, it's not too bad. Not too bad. Quick, could, quick could have statistical numbers. I don't think he's going to get the Ws. No. Or, I, or, honestly, he might get traded because the the backup there. Yep, I agree. Yeah, they signed Jack Campbell for, like, less than $2 million, dude. That's a fucking steal. Yeah. What are you, are you yeah, kidding a, me? It's only like two years, but still, holy shit! Still, ridiculous. Yeah, that's, that's a steal. That's enough time for him to prove that he's the starter. And if they trade quick, um, because they're in a rebuild right now. Oh so. yeah, for sure. Cool. Definitely. Let's close it. All right, this is us. We will. Uh, we'll. We'll have another episode coming out here after this one in uh, a couple days or so. Bye. <laughs>